Welcome to The Future Starts With You, Season 2. We are excited to continue our exploration of career readiness initiatives with the people doing the real work in the field, from the classroom to administrators, industry, and beyond. I'm Jewel Alderson with the San Diego County Office of Education, and we believe career readiness can impact our North Star objective of reducing poverty in our community. We are excited to have you with us today because, like the title says, the future starts with you. Today, we are here with Daniel Pink at Bonsall High School. I'm really excited to hear more about the CTE programs up here. Thanks so much for having us. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to come talk to you about this. Awesome. Well, let's uh, start out to learn just a little bit about you. I wonder if you could share something about yourself, your background, what brought you to teaching CTE? Well, I just moved here from Florida, so I've been a teacher for about five years in Florida. So one sunny state to the other. Exactly. All right. State. Yeah, I moved here with my family uh, over the summer. But yeah, I've been teaching CTE in Florida at a uh, STEM magnet school there. Okay. Um, so had some experience with that there. My got some family that live out here and decided to make the move. And before I was really even looking, I saw this job posting at this little town in Bonsall, gave a call, got to talk to the people here and, you know, it seemed like a good fit. Perfect. Now, most CTE teachers started out uh, working in industry. Do you have a background uh, outside of education? Well, yeah, I suppose it's, it's funny with this job, uh, talking about the manufacturing product design and stuff, which I'm sure we'll get into. But uh, I started off going to get my degree in engineering and dropped out of that. Great. I dropped Didn't out know. of pre-med, so we're like yes, yeah. two peas in a pod here. Uh, I thought I knew... It, the typical thing. What are you going to be when you grow up? Doctor, yep. lawyer, engineer. I picked the engineer because I like the I, I picked doctor. That's exactly. Not, who's the lawyer? Well, Knew definitely. nothing about what it meant to be an engineer, anything about the field, the jobs, any of that stuff. I had no clue. Um, went to school, got to get my AA and my high school diploma with one of these early college high school program things. Great. Good stuff. Uh, and then proceeded to go to school. I have no clue what I was doing. Totally blindsided by a lot of it. So I actually ended up dropping out and working at my father's print shop in a small town called Niceville, where I'm from originally, and worked for about seven years at a printing, you know, four-color offset printing facility that did all kinds of stuff, graphic design, political campaigns, just whatever it was for that small area, did printing there. So I, some of the stuff that I teach now touches that, which is, you know, kind of funny that it all kind of lined up. But uh, after doing that for a number of years and deciding I wanted to do something else. I went and finished and got my degree in biology, thinking I wanted some lab job somewhere to All right. do stuff like that, did some environmental like, sampling data and stuff like that. But uh, tough to find jobs for a biologist in the lab field and stuff like that, at least where I was in my, my area. Mm -hmm. So my mom has been a teacher, you know, uh, she retired about five years ago. Uh, so she was a teacher and she said, you know what, while you're trying to find jobs, you should pick up subbing. It's a good good thing you can do, set your own hours, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I got a couple subbing positions where I did it for a long, you know, longer period of time and I just really fell in love with it. Yeah. Um, so started looking for teaching positions because they had a CTE program in Florida, similar to what's here in California. And between that and the hobby of electronics and all that kind of stuff, I was able to find a position at the school and 
really took off from there with the printing background and like robotics and all that kind of stuff. It's been an amazing ride. Well, that sounds like the perfect kind of background to get you into the space and get you excited. What are some of the CT programs you are currently implementing here in Bothell? So for the California CTE program, it seems they have a whole bunch of different offerings here, but the ones that we kind of chose that seemed to fit with my background were the uh, information and communication technology side, so specifically the uh, software and systems development pathway. Mm -hmm. And from the manufacturing and product development uh, side was the product innovation and design uh, pathway. But I tend to think of them in my head as... Uh, make the world and hack the planet. That's kind of ah, like, I love it. I mean, that kind of draws kids in too. Make the world, hack the planet. What's that going on? Yeah. I, one reason I really like the CTs um, programs here and ones I've done before is because of that same reason of not really knowing what these fields are and what what's out there as far as jobs go. Um, I would not like to just have some person take my same path and go headlong into a program, not know what it is and feel, you know, like they just, they got into something they didn't expect and end up dropping out. So these kind of system, these kind of programs that really uh, try to highlight different careers and show students what's out there, I, it makes a lot of sense to me. So with these ones in particular, uh, product design and innovation is a broad field of s disciplines and skills and uh, possible career paths. Uh, so it leaves a lot we're able to do, but the uh, make the world, I'm a big fan of makers. So, mm. you know, the Adam Savages and any of these online uh, YouTube makers that find something cool and then work through the process of making that a reality. And as far as the, you know, hack the planet side, I've always enjoyed robotics and programming and things like that. And with such an explosive growth in those fields and everything today, it's people think about, oh, okay, I want to learn programming, this and that, but what exactly can you do with that? Where do you go? What niche jobs are there? It's not just, oh, I'm a programmer. Well, there's a lot you can do with that, even outside of computer science. And I think those jobs are even relevant for any industry nowadays. It's important to know the lingo and know what's going on and what's possible in those fields. So I think they're really great programs, both of them, to explore those for students. Well, I really like uh, the projects that you're working on. And I got a chance to visit your class earlier today and talk to some of your students. And they were talking about a project where you basically let students take an old kid mobile, for better lack of better words, one of those little plug-in, little tyke. The toddler ride-on toy. A yeah. toddler ride-on toy. And um, basically layer different elements of the product innovation and design into that process as you go. Can you tell me a little bit about that project? <laughs> Truth be told, it was a, I was looking for something to do and I have a toddler of my own. Mm. And with the move, I wasn't able to bring uh, our ride on toys with us because they're so cumbersome. Oh. <laughs> it's such a, such a pain to have to move. So left those behind. I thought, well, I'd really like to get one from him, but uh, we can do this. And then it suddenly clicked that uh, I could have my kids maybe find these, fix them up, paint them. Maybe they can do something more to them. We can find some other aspects, uh, make them remote control, speed the motors up, lights, spinners, you know, a glow system underneath, who knows? Um, 
So I kicked the idea around with some of the students and saw what they thought. And they were thinking, oh, we're going to you know, make a low rider and we're going to do a big monster truck. What if you made it so I could ride on it? Oh. And I was like, perfect. Let's just go with that. Yeah. Uh, my wife was awesome. She went on Facebook Marketplace and just mentioned that I was a teacher in this school and that I was looking for this project. Anyone just had these kicking around in the garage. And sure enough, everyone's got one somewhere tucked <laughs> away in their garage is one covered in spiders and dust. Kids are a little too old, but not ready to let go of it yet. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> we drove around probably for two weeks and throwing in the back of my car from all these different people that would uh, that, that email her and let her know that it was available. So we got a bunch of them, different kinds, uh, ATVs to Lightning McQueen to <laughs> sports cars, it just you name it. Um, and it started off with the kids just taking them apart, see what it is. Which, you know, kids love taking stuff apart. Uh, it, it's good to try to focus it to, it's not just disassembling. Let's see how it works and understand all the different parts to it. The electronics, the control systems, the uh, plastics and the different materials that go together and how they've changed over years in the sun or being left out. Uh, conceptual things like the safety involved. Why'd they make these choices? This is a company selling a toy for toddlers. There's probably safety some meeting somewhere. Well, I heard that anyone can sign up to have their toddler ride in these. All you have to do is sign a waiver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As uh, the kids are really excited about speeding them up, I, uh, 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 you're like, well, maybe some of those safety uh, measures were a good idea. Yeah, we'll see. I'm hoping for part of the project, the kids, will, we're going to reach out to some of the companies and make these and maybe go learn a little bit about that process. What does it take? I love that idea. I don't know if I want to sit them down in a room with a, a lawyer for the company that's telling them, no, no, we can't do that. But <laughs> some there's going to be some medium where uh, they can go into that design of making something that also will be fun and safe and will last longer. Yeah, no, the, the students were really excited about that. And I think that speaks really highly of a program when students... You know, I, I said, what should I ask your teacher? And she's like, when do we get to make them faster? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, they're definitely engaged in it. They are excited to do more um, and learn in the process mm -hmm. uh, and be able to use the tools and um, kind of get, get that hands-on feeling that you get um, when you're in industry because you're mm -hmm. going to tinker until something works and uh, when you're talking about innovation, I think that's a key component of product innovation is um, not everything you change is going to be better, but ultimately mm -hmm. you're figuring that out. I also like that it really helps with the, the, broad the, the broad vision of these classes, all the different fields they touch on. You can only touch on the surface level for a lot of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, with this project, I'm hoping the students that are interested in art, well, they really dive into the art of it. What's it going to take to, what kind of materials and paints do you use to stick to the plastic and last with, you know, the sun hitting it? The kids that are into the electronics are delving into that part. The kids that are into 3D printing want to design their own spoiler to go on the back and how do they model that? So it lets them all see this project as a complete set, but then pick something they're interested in and dig, dig really deep into that subject and then be able to share it with the rest of the class. Well, that's a model for what happens in industry because there are really no jobs where everybody does the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. You divide and conquer, you settle into your expertise and do that component and you collaborate with other people whose expertise is in another area. So it sounds like you're really 
bringing that mindset into the high school classroom. And that is important because even if they don't go into manufacturing, those are the kinds of skills that they need no matter what their future career holds. Sure enough. So Bonsall is a rural community. It's a little bit outside of uh, the city of San Diego. And I'm curious, I don't know if you came from a rural community in Florida, but do you see um, some of the extra challenges for being in a rural community or do you see some benefits? Definitely since I'm new, it's hard to say yet, but it seems to me from where I came from, it was this very small town, but it was right outside of Eglin Air Force Base. Mm. So we had a lot of uh, parents that worked on the base at their research labs and things like that. Um, and we had a lot of help and funding from you know those groups. Here, the rural aspect of it, I see sometimes that maybe there's a smaller school size. So that leads for less teachers. So you have less variety of classes because mm-hmm. you can only have so many classes. Yeah. Um, so many preps for teachers and all that. So maybe there's less opportunity to take this little, little smaller class that you're interested in. Uh, so rather than just a programming class, it's a larger computer science class. Mm-hmm. So that can definitely be an aspect. So maybe the opportunity for some of the students. But I think the benefits are that you do have this small class size. You have these students that you get to know. Uh-huh. Um, and you can really try to fine tune what you're teaching to find their interests. Um, not to mention with, you know, I'm hoping as we grow this program, we can look with you know some of the agricultural partners because if you're thinking of technology and innovation and design, it's not everyone's thir- first thought, but agricultural, farming, all that kind of stuff, they are some of the leaders of this technology. They're the mm-hmm. ones that take it, use it, and make it be profitable. So it's, I'm hoping we can look with the small community here, find partners in and around this community that want to add to what we're doing and maybe join with us to show these kids some of the different career opportunities. Well, as you've been here, not very long, but are there any stories uh, about your students on a student level, anything um, that has happened that might be um, fun for our listeners to hear about the work that you've done with your students. I think my favorite thing that I see with students is when they find something they enjoy and they just dive into it, go way past what I'm expecting. Uh, the assignment may say do X, Y, Z, and they just give you the whole alphabet. They, mm-hmm. they, I've had students that you know go to their their parents because their parents are you know uh, mechanics and they'll ask them what they can do and start getting their opinions and maybe finding some other outside resources. Um, people are emailing body shops to see, you know, how do we, yeah. what kind of combat should we use to maybe fix some scratches or prepare the car for painting and things like that. Um, seeing them take the project on uh, and take it as something that they, they want to push forward themselves is really rewarding. Well, it sounds like you're providing a lot of leadership opportunities for students in that space where they can, you know, like you said, they can find their area of expertise. They have a lot of kind of authority to go down whatever path related to the project that's most interesting to them. How are you incorporating industry or getting students access to uh, actual people in jobs related to what they're doing? Well, we're just starting out building this program, but we've already started by having some of the students reach out to local partners and things like that. We took them on a trades day field trip where they got to go out and 
at, at, at this field that all these other businesses and con local construction companies and uh, different trades were there representing their businesses and they were looking for people to, uh, they were looking for seniors particularly, asking, mm, hoping they would mm -hmm. sign up as soon as they graduated. Yeah, because there's employers ready to hire. They're ready to hire, for sure. But it was good for them to see all of that. I'm hoping in the future, like I mentioned with the businesses and rural communities around here that we can find people locally that want to help, but also really any of these businesses that require skill sets that need training. They are looking for people that are willing to push and find a passion for something that stuff like with the doctor lawyer engineer that, that I knew of when I was going to school, mm -hmm. you need more details than that. So I'm hoping to find these businesses that have these jobs and are looking for these bright students and connect them at least have them come to the school and talk about what they do. What does the day in the life of someone working in this kind of job look like? I've already had students asking for interest in some of these uh, trades that they got to go see at the trade show. They would like them to come to the school and talk about what their experience is. What does it mean to work as an electrician? What does it mean to do all these things? So we're hoping to have them come to the school and show the kids. That would be great. And I know, you know, that's the thing in a rural community, you still need all of those roles, particularly in the trades, right? Um, and so having students who build those skills and awareness um, means that they also may have a chance to stay in their community once they get a career. Whereas I grew up in a small community and I don't really know what job I could have had there because it was really uh, a community that had mostly hospitality jobs. I mean, also they do have schools. So I guess as an educator, I could have stuck around, <laughs> but um, you know, I think, you know, showing them the opportunities in their own community is really important and helpful and allows them to feel like they have that option. Well, the podcast is titled the future starts with youth. So if that's true, as you're thinking about the future, what hopes do you have for the future of this work? I hope that the students can take this class as an opportunity to not only see what kind of jobs and things are out there, but use it as a chance to look at all these wide variety of careers and, and skill sets and knowledge pools and find something that they're uniquely interested in, something mm -hmm. that they want to push themselves to. So often a lot of the classes are, this is what you have to learn. This is your required thing. You just have to do this. and some are fine with that, some aren't. But with the CT classes, I want it to be something where the students get to choose what they want, get to choose the thing that they want to obsess about and learn all the details with all the lingo. So if I can put enough in front of them and show them and give them then the space and the opportunity to find that interest, I hope that it all comes together. Well, that sounds like an excellent future. And I think not only a future for this program, but uh, ensuring that students can find a future that makes them happy, that makes them fulfilled, and that they want to go to work every day <laughs> instead of they have to go to work to make uh, ends meet, which is also going to be true many days. But um, I, you know, I think that's the hope we all have for our students is for that sure. they find um employment pays the bills, but also is rewarding to themselves. Mm -hmm. So, well, thank you so much for letting me come in and uh, sharing your prep period with me because <laughs> I know that those are really important minutes um, for any teacher, particularly if you have a toddler at home.
Um, but I'm sure your toddler will soon be zooming along the halls in these really fun toddler mobiles the students are making. I look forward to seeing that in action. So thank you again. Thanks for having me. See you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us for another episode. If you have questions about this episode, career readiness in general, or would be interested in being a guest on the podcast, check out the show notes. We would love to hear from you. Keep up the good work until next time, because as you know, the future starts with you.